This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Good to see Sean play all the services. All right, and of course, um, today is the International Day of Peace. All right, the 21st day of September. Uh, 16 after 7, let's take a look at what's happening traffic wise. Uh, quite heavy. If you're heading towards South Pooch this morning, going to Rosalada Creek is a bit busy. Usual streets in San Fernando, you got traffic leaving San Fernando. Uh, heading northbound, there is an accident. It is southbound by Bonaventure Road. On this, all right? That's under Solomon. Uh, and of course, Riverland Road, the point leaves us heavy. Chase Village, well, Coover heading to Chase Village on that southern main road, heavy as well. Heavier from Freeport. And that's going to take you straight out towards the Church on Roosevelt Highway. From Sugar Guana, straight out to Kirep on the Southern Main Road. You've got traffic. Valencia Stretch. You also got some traffic there this morning. I got a minor incident. Uh, well, I should say accident. And that's on the Valencia Bypass. All right. So, got a minor accident there. Passing through Santa Rosa. The traffic is going to start from Maloney, heading straight up towards Port of Spain. Got another accident to tell you about. Uh, this was a minor accident. It is westbound, approaching Trin City Lights. No, not Trin City. Orange Grove. That's right, by Orange Grove. Oof. People take your time on the carpet. Eastern Main Road is busy from Takarigua, heading straight out towards Paji and passing Kirep and Mount Hope. Heading towards Mova Junction, you got traffic. Traffic coming out again from... Lower Santa Cruz, going up Lady Young Road, coming out of St. Anne's, out of Mocha, out of Maraval, out of Carnage, you've got traffic. All right, so gentlemen, let's get back into this show, and uh, I got two more votes for you. I've got, I've got Ms. Maloney saying yes, and I've got Cheryl Henry also saying yes. All right. Because our poll this morning was, do you agree with the commissioner of police? And the police has everything under control. Let me get mm-hmm. his exact words. He said, we are, we are strong. We are resolute. We know how to deal with the crime situation. 
So that was our poll this morning. Do you agree with that statement? We had 25 people weighing in on the poll. 15 said no, 10 said yes. So 15 people said no, they do not agree with the commissioner. 10 people agreed with him that they have the crime situation under, they know how to deal with the crime situation. Right? You know, so, well, as I said, kudos to the police when they when they do well, but when they when they when they mess up, uh, we criticize them. Trust me. All right. And um, but when they've done well in this case, I don't know if you all saw the video of um, I'm not how do I, how do I describe this video? It appeared to be I don't know if it was part of this shooting, where a officer stood over one of the guys on the ground. And he kind of, they kind of kicked him to see if he was still alive. And then they shot him again. You saw that? No, I never saw that. Okay, there's that video. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I don't know we, if it's related to this incident. But you saw it, Steve? No, I didn't. Yeah, we could send it. Yeah. Um. All right, well, gentlemen, do I have any more votes here? Let's ask our guest. Uh, let's say good morning to Commander Garvin Hira. Of course, we did ask this morning, Garvin. Recording in progress. Do you agree with the acting police commissioner that the police know how to deal with crime situations? That was our question this morning. What says you? Good morning. Okay, well, I have to I have to do a partial agreement. I don't I know you don't have a room for that. Um I think that we are seeing an improvement, so I'm saying I'm saying yes, um, but we need to see more application i know if you're not going to take an explanation so you're going to yes or no right so i'm saying yes the police have um knowledge into dealing with certain crime situations hmm. well you are a guest so you can give an explanation yes for real <laughs> yeah because um you see what is happening what is happening is that um we understand that we have a we have an increase of escalation in crime or whatever but in all fairness the police service um is undergoing that sort of Turnover. Um, what we would what we would like to see is a, a, a more a more a more robust approach to treating with it because at the end of the day, crime fighting is the police business and they understand that. But uh, you know, embracing the technology, utilizing it, maximizing it into into the whole aspect of crime fighting and policing is what we need to see now. So um, I'm hopeful that you know some of the the, the observations that you've seen within the last 48 hours is a, a sort of privy as to the new dynamics that the police is hoping to embrace but um definitely uh, a lot a lot more um, in, um executing policing especially in the line of um, technologically driven police um police operations and and, and that is just as the police uh, acting police commissioner would have said maximizing the technology utilizing the grid you know the choke points some of the stuff that worked um on, on monday well obviously you have a, a criminal element that feels empowered and and I think they feel empowered because of the type of weaponry they have, um, in addition to whatever psychological empowerment they feel in terms of whatever weakness they perceive in the national security infrastructure, um, whether real or imagined. Um, yeah. So so the issue of that empowerment in terms of the kind of weaponry, how can the state deal with that? Because you all, I mean, this is a conversation we've been having for years. The issue of guns, where they're coming from. Are they coming through legal routes? What kind of rogue element is operating in terms of the Coast Guard and customs in allowing this type of weaponry to get into the country? How much of it is coming through in terms of the Venezuelans, that, um, the Venezuelan mafia 
that would obviously be creeping across into Trinidad in terms of that cross-national kind of criminal syndicate that, that we hear experts saying exists. Are you satisfied yes. that the state is paying attention to all of those gaps in terms of no, the national I, I, security infrastructure? No, I believe a lot more attention needs to be paid at those gaps. And um, it is not only the channel of the um, that, that sort of illegal trade between Venezuela and Trinidad. Yes, we have all sorts of contraband, you name it, that is coming from the mainland. But what we have seen recently now is that there seems to be a, what, what, a, a more prominence of illegal arms trade in Trinidad, SALW, small arms and light weapons, um, utilizing, um, for instance, the container trade and legitimate business aspects um, right through our ports. You know, so I think more attention needs to be paid in that direction, and all of the authorities that are involved um, needs to escalate their vigilance, up their game, and apply a sort of zero tolerance to that, including intelligence-driven, including the technology, because where have all these weapons all of a sudden surfaced on the streets? And, and, and we have... Six perpetrators jumping out of a vehicle, everybody armed with high-powered um, military assault weapons, shooting within um, close-quarter um, quadrants, you know, in, in, in a shopping center, you know, so we saw it was messy. It was also indisciplined, and, and you, you come back to the correct point, empowered. These guys have these weapons in, in, in their possession, and you can see by some of the videos, you can hopefully they're to maximizing the technology to, to look at that, look at the videos, see how they're operating, and with these weapons in their hands, these guys feel they can walk on water, and, and you can tell they're indisciplined by the way they're carrying the weapons, the way they're, 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 they're playing with them. You don't play with these things. And, and it tells us that, uh, yes, there's an ideology, a mindset into the minds of these young, these young perpetrators that they feel that they have now been empowered because they have this high-powered, um, no pun intended, this high-powered military assault weapon in their possession, and they, they're anxious to use it. That is the point. They, they, they're antsy, and they're anxious to use it, and that is the dangerous point that you know, law enforcement now has to face out there in civil streets. Yeah. Mm. But, how do, but, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a kind of... Um, it's a catch twenty two kind of situation because you seem to have this un you seem to have a flow of I can't say uninterrupted flow. Let me just say that there seems to be a flow of these kinds of weapons coming into the country, getting into the hands of these criminal element, and the the police, I mean, sees see do seize guns from time to time, and they do have um, in terms of whatever searches or whatever exercises that they do, but you don't. Feel like it's a huge impact in terms of getting all of these illegal guns. What yeah. can they do to get these illegal guns off the the street that they're not yeah, I'm, doing? I'm thankful for the invitation to, 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 to speak on this subject, Richard. Thank you so much. You see, what has happened is that what we are seeing, we're seeing seizures on the streets, correct. And all kudos to the police service and to the leadership and to the investigation that is causing that. But what we're seeing is seizures after they have landed after they have ended, in, ended up in the hands of gangsters and, 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 and robbers and, and in, in possession of. You know, we've also seen, don't dismiss this, we've also seen where there have been stoppages and seizures out of Miami, out of various ports in the U.S., in barrels and, 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 and boxes um, that, that have been carded for cargo and export into Trinidad, locked down here in containers here in Trinidad, we have found in warehouses, you found weapons, so you know there is a trade existing. So I am strongly advocating that when we had the kidnapping situation in Trinidad and Tobago, Wendell will, will, will be aware of this, and the special anti-crime unit was formed, was to bring, what is one of our key objectives, eh? 
in special, bring that to an end, bring that to a closure. We saw the formation of the anti-kidnapping unit in the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service. A unit was formed up to deal specific with kidnapping, linked up with the special anti-crime unit, linked up with um, foreign internationals. And we, we, had our, we had a strong approach, a robust, a, a manodura, steel fist approach to bring that thing to closure. We are now being threatened as a society with illegal arms and high-powered weapons on our civil streets. I am saying we need to form up a firearm interdiction unit utilizing our international counterparts, special operation and investigations focus on bringing this to a closure, not only seizures on the streets, but dealing with the intelligence and the linkage with our international systems to stop that from even coming into country and have a sort of um, holistic approach, utilizing the technological aspect of the intelligence and maximizing a sort of all hands on deck type of inter-services um, as we did with the uh, anti-kidnapping and, and that was brought to a closure. So therefore, yeah. it has to be a concentrated effort and a new unit has to be formed to deal with firearms only, not only out of the divisions, not only out of patrols and intercepts and, and, and tactical operations. A specific um, unit with a concentrated effort on bringing this to an end. Gavin, I'm happy you said that, you know, because, you know, in a small country like Trinidad and Tobago, it's very difficult to believe that we can't we don't know who's bringing in these guns. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know how they're coming in. And we can't stop it. It's very difficult to believe that in. Correct. There, there is enough information that reflects on the ground from the intelligence system that can bring certain sort of um, operations into place that we could move and pushing back on this. Because, as I said, it's good. But we need to move from taking, from seizing weapons that are in the hands of and already on the streets. It mm -hmm. got in the hands of these perpetrators and ended up on the street because there was a channel, there's a system, there's a routing, there's a money movement. There, there are a lot of players involved in this. It, it, it's an illegal trade. It is now an international aspect linked to transnational organized crime. These guys are just flicking the switch on how they can make money. And there may be people sitting down in boardrooms that are that, that planning this. You know. don't, don't feel it's just the guys on the block and sit down under the bamboo patch are doing this. You know, guys. There is something I called a mastermind in crime. A mastermind in crime is reflects on people... And I, just, I, do, I don't like to wear a shirt, shirt and tie because Iron Wendell wears shirt and tie. But there's a shirt and tie approach to this. So there's a mastermind behind all of this. And as a country, we need to put our fingers on the pulse and move and pushing that back with a, and I'm saying this guardedly, in full respect, with a political will to bring this to an end. Yeah. I said that this morning because we, we, we talk about bad parenting only when it comes to these young fellas and them who are running about guns shooting. What about bad, we, but we don't discuss bad parenting when it comes to these boardroom people with the shirt and tie who bring in drugs and, and, and guns. We don't talk bad parenting with them. You know? Oh, yeah. In fact, the legitimizing of transnational organized crime has made this thing look real. Mm. You know, so yeah. that, that is something that needs, and that is why I'm saying with a specific unit, with a concentrated effort on, 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 on firearms interdiction and, 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 and that type of stuff will carry the investigation to that level, to, to mm -hmm. that level and, and penetrate. That, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So that way we're taking it not off the hands of the perpetrators as on the ground, but we're preventing it from entering the country and people are being held abroad and, 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 and facing the consequences um, for the export of weapons. Yeah. You indicated earlier, um, Gavin, that you felt that the the TTPS was improving mm -hmm. in terms of their in terms of their capacity to deal with the crime situation. Um, what is the evidence that's giving you that perspective? Um, because at this point, we had four hundred and twenty six, I believe, murders. Um, um, but as of yesterday, because I, 
I don't know if any would have taken place since then. But as of yesterday, we are at 426 murders for 2022 in comparison to 280 in 2021. Um, so there's yeah. obviously a deterioration in terms of the murder statistics. So what's giving the, you this, what is giving you this perspective? What's giving you the this perspective that they're yeah. improving? I, I, will, I will speak to that. I'm saying the, 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 the homicides um, statistics are alarming. It, 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 it is critical, and we know that. It, it's like a, it, it's a house on fire issue. We understand that. We have to understand also the holistic aspect of crime, Rich. And, mm-hmm. and we look at all these various areas. What we are seeing is we're seeing a higher visibility. We're mm-hmm. seeing um, more patrols being introduced. We are also seeing the investigations and the intelligence being utilized. Yes, they have some stop gaps. Yes, they need to be looking more at the technology and utilizing the technology for predictive policing. We understand that, too. But um, I think in general, uh, there, there is a drive to, to, to fix this. This is not going to be overnight. We're not going to see a reduction overnight. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking based on the mentality, the approach, and, 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 and that willingness by the police officers now. And, and I'm not echoing anything that I have heard. It's what I've heard. I've seen what my team is picking up. So there is more to be seen. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and this must be a motivational uh, move here now. There is more to be seen. So I am expecting to hear from the from, from the acting commissioner and from the leaders and the system of, of what is expected now so that the Trinidad and Tobago can, can, can judge you um, or judge on your and measuring your efficiency. Just as I'm saying, I know, I know that there is expected now more to be seen, more to be heard, more actions because we are visually stimulated and that, that's, where I'm, that's where I am right now. I don't think we are declining and slipping. I think it's a climb back out. And they're working hard to bring back that. And then it's going to take some time. It's going to take a, a, a immeasurably a lot of support from the citizenry. And they have to bridge that gap now between community and police so that we can be assured and there can be a comfort of confidentiality and how we can pass information and, more importantly, a, a citizen's role in, in assisting with this holistic crime situation that we are facing. Yeah. Do, do you believe, Ga, um, Gavin, because we would have seen... We would have seen a measure of success, and I'm saying that word in parenthesis, when Gary Griffith became commissioner of police and went out there and challenged his status quo in terms of how he described people and how he how he challenged different districts and, and things like that. You understand? That approach to, to fighting crime. Then. In other words, I'm the big bad wolf then, and, and I come in for it. We That's one. We also would have seen recently a dissipation of of the activities in East Port of Spain since the appointment of Mr. Alexander there, who also has that type of approach. Do you think that is the type of approach that we need all over the country right now? Um, approach is important in policing because approach is message sending. And um, the former commissioner, Gary Griffith, had his way, he had his style. Um, um, uh, Senior Super Alexander also, I don't think Super is acting um, ECP now or whatever, but his, regardless of rank, um, Mr. Alexander has his style also. Mm-hmm. But it is important that from a national perspective, a message needs to be sent. This is what I'm saying. Um, it cannot be a pullback and a reactive now. You know, um, some these guys are asking, um, basically, when I say not the police, but the perpetrators are, uh, are boasting in, in social media. You can see them and, and they're presenting this sort of um, false empowerment, as Richard rightfully articulated, um, that they, can, they, they want to take on law enforcement. So I'm saying send the message. You want to take on law enforcement, then we will take you on. That, that's, where, that's where we are, and, and the message has to be sent. So yes, it is needed nationally. We need to, we need to t- 
take the message to them by our actions mm-hmm. and to show them, hey, Trinidad is the biggest, not going to cover in fear, we're not going to pull into our corner, um, and we're not going to be scared of you. What we're going to tell you is that if it is a fight that you want, you're going to get a fight because we have to bring back some order and we have to show who's in control. And this is what I am saying. So um, it, it, might, it might not be a Gary Griffith style, it might not be a Roger Alexander style, but what it has to be is a style that sends the message that we are not going to take that sort of action from you without um, showing you a response. That, that's what I'm saying. And there, there, time, there comes a time when you have to meet the fight on the half. You just only respond um, by, you know, something happens, so we have a reactive response. It, it has to move to a point where, you know what, we need to move from just reacting, I said that earlier in another forum, to, to a hunt. It has to be a hunt. We, we know where you are, we know who you are, we know that you're armed and you want, you're ready to engage, then we're going to engage you because if this is what you want, we have to show you who's in charge. And I'm, I'm saying this because people are saying, um, I'm so here, you, 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 you're scared for your own life or whatever, but no, we are, we are citizens and it is a time that we have to stand up as the citizens of Trinidad and Tobago, support the, the law enforcement elements and the national security elements and take the fight back for country. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying and I am I'm speaking this without any fear or favor. And I'm speaking this without any reservation. There is a time Trinidad is facing, a time now where we have to show the fight, whether in how we voice it, how we strategize it, how we tactically take it into control. But we, we cannot sit by and allow the perpetrators and the bandits and the gangs to take control of our country by, and with a lower percentage. You want to fight, we're going to give you that. We are not going to wait and react. We're going to hunt you and get you, if that, if that is the point. And, and that is the tone, that T-O-N-E, that's the tone that needs to be sent nationally. That's the message. You try it, we're going to get at you and, and bring it to some sort of control. And I think um, it might not be a Gary Gippert style, as I said. It might not be an Alexander style. It has to be a style that sends a clear, defined message that we are not going to sit down and allow you to, to carry on as you're carrying on. Yeah. You know, is I that happening that... now, though? Is that, is that kind of style happening now? Is that kind of tune being set to your satisfaction by the no, National it, Security it, Services at this point? No. No, it's not. It's not. But it, it, you, can, you can tell that there's a desire and a willingness to do that. And I am encouraging the leaders that this is the approach. Basically, and, 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 and pardon the language, we need, a, we need a sort of kick-ass approach at this point to ensure that full operations are in process, full tactical aspect is in process. And as we say in the military and law enforcement, it's time to gear up. You know, I sometimes wonder how the people who are importing these guns, because let's let's go down the road that it's not these boys on them who are using it, right? That someone somewhere, some people somewhere are importing guns into this country for the sole purpose of selling or just to create to continue the mayhem for whatever reason or the other. I sometimes wonder how they feel when they see a video like that yesterday, where these guys in the middle of heavy traffic, cars coming in different directions. You just block a vehicle and spray it with bullets and kill, well, kill two people and one fighting for their life. How, yeah. how, how could somebody just sit and look at that and say, ah, boy, my bank account fat at least, you know, well, or at least I created mayhem. I, I don't know how that's. Yeah, don't leave all the term illegal. It's an illegal trade and there's a market. And once there's a market, there will be a supplier. Once there's a supply, they will continue mm-hmm. to be um, involved in it. Um, traders. So what we're seeing is traders, trade, market, money. And and these guys are heartless when it comes to that. And I think that and don't think it's only um, you know, the, the gangsters and, and those that we see that carry a certain image and characteristics. There are people who are intending to, to use um, the criminal corridors to make money. At the end of the day it's it's transactional. It, it's strictly yeah, about the yeah. money. But but you could have seen you could have seen from the response 
at least this no this is my perception let me qualify it by saying that but my perception was that a lot of trinidadians and tobagonians yesterday were borderline or even beyond borderline celebratory about the fact that the police had killed those four bandits and 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 well let's say alleged bandits at this point but mm. but um but um um just being you know legally correct <laughs> but but yeah but there was a celebratory mood Mm. Yeah, I don't know was, if you got that sense, Gavin and Wendell. Um, I don't know if you got that yeah, sense. Yeah, I did. I picked that up by a couple of chats and, and what people were saying, celebratory, mm. in, in fact. But I think um, the underpinning of all of that is uh, you, you, get a, you, you get a sort of banner being raised. It is about time. It yeah. is about time that we start to see some sort of action. And that's a robbery that was taking place and a, and a shooting and two people dead and the money goes missing and, and an investigation is processed. And, and, you know, as I always say, I, I, I don't like the term, but you hear it surfacing all the time in the media, known to the police. That term, uh, that upsets me, gets me nauseated when you hear the term known to the police. If it's, if it's known to the police, then there should have been action. So what yeah. we're seeing is action, yeah. and we're thankful as a nation that we're seeing action. Guys, I had limited time. I'm going into an academic brief. Um, but but let let me ask you one quick question, Gavin. With, with regards to personnel, with any protective services that do in this, they, they, I... I I, I don't know how to ask you this, but there seems to be, if it's not with the police, it's with the other protective services that are doing illicit activities. How can they wean that out? Yeah, definitely. Um, what we are seeing now is the infiltration of the criminal element within the protective So That's how you have to look at it. There's no one infiltration. The criminal elements are placing people inside of the protective services to conduct criminal activities. So we have to re-examine our vetting and our background checks now for recruitment. Um, if you look back at the history, the, the, the youngsters that was supposed to have been a, what, 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 you, what, what you call um, a, a model soldier, you know, I think so, the alleged person who was, who was arrested. Um, so, you know, we have to look at how we do our business with our background checks and our vetting, and that is not only for recruitment. That is throughout the system. There needs to be um, continued measurement and checks and evaluations being placed on our personnel because um, criminal elements have infiltrated, and, and that infiltration has also been linked to lifestyle, has also been linked to social media, and there's a, a bridge in the middle of all of this. It's especially for our male counterparts in the protective services. And the bridge that infiltrates, and, 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 and I'm going to quote to this point, that infiltrates and gets in the mind is, is called W-O-M-E-N. We have weaponized women outside there to get into the minds and into the character, into the behavior of the protective services. And my intelligence team is picking that up, that, that women have been used to, 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 to lure um, protective service personnel into a certain type of behavior and attitude. So choose your woman wisely. The Prime Minister said that um, regarding men. Is that is that is that program. directed to Wendell? That's a whole separate program you just started, there, yes, Gavin. Yeah, but it is real. It is real, guys, and I'm seeing that I, point. I don't doubt it is, for one minute. There is there is there is substance to back up what I'm saying. I can't speak that in the public domain into much more detail than I have. But our men are falling for the for, for, for that, and um, and we are seeing what is happening. Mm. Hmm. All right, Gavin. I know you have the runoff. Thank you so much for being with us on the Power Breakfast Show. Not a problem. All the best to you. All right, of course, that was Mr. Garvin Hira, Commander Garvin Hira, with us for a short time. 42 minutes after the hour is 7 o'clock. Um, or you could open up the lines and take some calls. I'm sure that, that some of our listeners would have an opinion on, on the issue. 
Um, so AR-15 is a big gun. How is that coming in here? That that ain't coming in in no suitcase. No. Or no carry-on luggage. No. Well, how? Uh, well, I mean, part part of it <clears throat> is the trade between Venezuela and Trinidad, and mm-hmm. if you if you could get humans across here, mm-hmm. you could get ammunition across here. I guess so. Exactly. And, and people from here go back to Venezuela um, for a vacation and come back using these means, you know. So we don't, but we know that, Richard. And the Minister of that. National Security has said that the radar yeah. is up and running. I remember and we, had, and, and, and we had purchased some new boats that are supposed to deal with this issue, didn't we? Yeah. Don't, and we received those boats, not so? They were commissioned, think, yes. Yeah. Are they on the, are they, you, you know, you haven't gotten an update recently on, on what their interdictions um, no. stats are in terms of what they've done, you know, in terms of the waters between Trinidad and Tobago and Venezuela, because I think a lot of it was that. Yeah. Um, and the but police relaunched, relaunched their marine branch too? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. So, But you don't hear any data coming out with regard to those things at all. You just no. don't. No. No, you don't. You know, and I mean, yes, you have a gun. It's like having a phone, but you have to charge it. You have to get ammunition. You know, and and for the police to recover, I think for the Pennywise issue, I think they recovered over a hundred spent shells. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. over a hundred. Crazy. Um, That's a yeah. hundred. Yeah. One hundred rounds of ammo fired at the crime scene. One hundred. But I, I, but good news, and this is for all the citizens of Trinidad and Tobago, there are people that are going um, and dealing with it, uh, donating blood to the, to the security officer. Sexy San Fernando is one that's donating blood um, that she told me at 7 o'clock. Um, during our newscast at 7 as well, Evie did say that people are going to donate blood. So kudos to the population of Trinidad and Tobago. To you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that he the so core. It's like a way you can stand up against them. Yes. Kind of way. Yeah, it is, it's Richard. Kind of, Same thing like, I was thinking. Kind of, it's a kind of indirect way of standing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or kind of direct, but it's an indirect way of, to me of standing up to the criminal element and saying no. Exactly. We are not, we are going to help how we can. Exactly. In dealing you with know, a hundred spent, yeah. I mean, again, uh, condolences go out to the officers and I... I you know, of highlight security. Really sorry. Condolences. You run out of a car, right? Four, six of you. Four of you, well, or, or maybe four of them have AR-15s. And you couldn't surround that car and get what you want to get without shooting anybody. Didn't you didn't go there to rob. You went there to kill people. Kill they people you don't know. Kill that. people who can have They may care about that, you know, when they no, well, but- well, that's what Gavin is talking about, you know. He's talking about discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking about discipline, but they feel so empowered. They feel they just have to fire off the gun. They, they have yeah. no discipline. There's no discipline operating there. No order. Yeah. No order. Um, we have a call, gentlemen. Good morning. Yeah, morning. Yeah, morning, morning. Wonderful morning. Everybody. Morning, CW. Morning, How are you doing? Patrick. Hi, um, I like listening to Gary Rahal, man. Remind me Gavin. Gavin Hira. Well, it's Gavin Hira, so now that you got the name correct. Gavin Hira. Remind me of Gary Griffith. I don't take the fight to the people. Gary, he will all 
Gavin Hero does not remind anybody of Gary Griffith. They're two different personalities entirely. No, 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 no. What the man saying, take the fight to the people. Right. Because but at that, the end of the day... But that's not how Gary Griffith would have said it. Gary Griffith wasn't saying it like that. What a hundred bullets I want. One shot, one kill. A hundred bullets in one A hundred bullets in a hundred people could dead. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, them boys have some big war gun and like them is gun they're using war. Yeah. War. So at the end of the day, you come out in the world with this gun and always shoot up but something wrong with them people, why? Mm-hmm. And um we were saying, Mr. Wendell, it was correct. Mm-hmm. That lady wasn't supposed to be highlighted at all in the public. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. I, 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 when I see the thing, I tell my wife, what, what the commissioner of police trying to do, why? Suck up your mother. Because the other day, you can't do that. It's four people bandits now get killing your mother out. What are they really doing, boy? What am I really doing, boy? But, the issue is up with the vehicle. With the vehicle. And I was watching people keep saying, oh, that's a heavy armored vehicle. You're supposed to use to do that kind of job. You know, you it was really, to... when you look at the, the scenario and they're transporting money, presumably on a regular basis, that type of um, situation and the uh, vehicle and all that uh, is really inadequate, highly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they have no yeah, bulletproof yeah, vests, given the fact that they're transporting you, money on a regular basis, inadequate. Yeah, you know the kind of place we live in, everybody looking to get a dollar. Put the yeah. people in proper equipment. Thanks, yeah. Mr. Patrick. Uh, yeah. All right. And remember, too, Mr. that Patrick probably was not the only... That was not oh, the only that. stop that the, the the security officers had to make. Mm. If they're doing cash in transit, that is not the only stop. You know, you're talking about they were in Garrett Gavin said they were indisciplined. I mean, you expect criminals who are going to rob people to have discipline of any kind. The mere fact that they're going to rob people speaks to their indiscipline. Their lack no, of respect. No, I for think authority. he's contextualizing it in that there is a criminal element that is not going to just shoot wildly. And, and well, they have, a, they have a, a moral code as to they will have some kind of caring people around and only shoot at their targets. No, there are some criminals like that. Hmm. The older, the older criminal, if you if you and you've spoken to criminal elements and when you went into prison, the older that, criminals well they in jail or the dead. I know, but the older criminals will will tell you that the younger ones have no discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, agreed. They will say but things I, like that. But, but I would say the older ones are in jail or dead because the younger ones are the, are the disciplined ones and they're out there. Hmm. Yeah. They have no, they have no, these gangs are very disparate now. You know? They have no heads and order and thing anymore. You know? Yeah, that seems to be what's happening. And that's part of the issue now. Long ago, they had the Sandman and the Kojo and this and that who instilled some kind of, I guess it's fair, and order over them so they could do this and they wouldn't do that and they didn't used to run wild. But now it's every man for themselves to do what they want. Look at the ages. If, if I'm to believe what I'm seeing on social media as the persons who would have perpetrated this, this act, they look like 23, 22, 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, the, the fact that they're out there, what discipline they could have, who trained them in what way? You see, they're wounded. They, they're brought in by the gang leaders and brainwashed from them. From very young. From young. They're working with gangs from the time they're 11, 12 years old in many cases. Mm -hmm. So by the time they get to 18 this season, mm -hmm. you know, a 17-year-old, 17 or 18-year-old, leaving a house at 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm just calling a time. And coming back at four or five o'clock, and nobody's asking where you went, what you're doing, keeping tabs. And you get a lot of money, why ask? Yeah, and you ain't a big, you're not working. A thick gold chain costing $30,000. A lot of these guys' parents can't talk to them, you know. Can't ask them nothing, you know. Yeah. Because the parents are nowhere to be found. Yeah, but that is one. Wrong, they, they and even if they're wrong, you're right. They, 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 they can't ask them anything. Yeah, they can't. I have had people around. They have lost that element of control. Yeah. 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 Mm. And it comes back to what you were saying, Wendell. The way they were brought up, parenting. Well, the, uh, when you look at that video, you realize that they are really wired. Wild is the best way to describe it. I guess that's the indiscipline guy. Wild, wild or wild? What do you say? Wild. Wild. Right, wild. Erratic. And and they really thought, I guess, they would get away with it because there's so much crime happening where people are not apprehended. And that's why we have to really give kudos to the TTPS. Yeah. Because they actually were on the scene very quickly, mm -hmm. pursued them, mm -hmm. engaged them, no officer was hurt or killed, thank God. Mm -hmm. Which speaks to a certain kind of operation by the police. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because these guys had AR-15 weapons, high-powered military-grade weapons. Mm -hmm. And the police were able to coordinate and cordon them off under a house. They, mm -hmm. well, they were already shooting to the police, knew that they were capable of uh, discharging weapons indiscriminately, right? So mm -hmm. going into the police, know what to expect. And the the five four of them died. Uh, Commissioner Jacob told us yesterday, uh, one and a service officer was assisting police with the investigations. So I mean, you have to. We very often we chastise the police for not following up leads and not being able to make progress in these cases. But they did very very well yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to the police. Very very, very very well. The police commissioner. I think he also said that there's body cam footage from the officers who were who on that exercise but we asked him that yesterday he, had, he didn't have that information yet no he he when i saw it on television last night he put he, he he called one of the officers forward to and, and showed the body coming in excellent you know? because we mm -hmm. asked him that he was on his way down there yesterday mm -hmm. before when we when we spoke to him mm -hmm. and he said yeah. he would have had to confirm whether it was body cam dash cam or cctv footage yeah. so you see again the importance of the technology yeah, well, hopefully Correct. they'll release a couple of the images so that we could see the kind of engagement. I don't think anybody will argue with the, with the result of the engagement. You understand? Um, and I do, and I do find that you do. There is more visibility of the TTPS now. No, you know, and roadblocks everywhere, you know, and, and you know, sometimes it fluctuates, but I find it, it, you do see them consistently more visible now, even on the highways. Yeah, along yeah. the East West Corridor, I've been yeah, saying you that see them, you see them. I remember yeah. I had a friend who, who had gotten robbed from his his, his garage, uh, uh, maybe a month or two months, a month or maybe a month ago or so, and and he told me that there is a ramping up of police in the area that you see them driving around, 
and yeah. one one day he was driving into his garage and they had passed and they reversed mm-hmm. as his, as his garage door was open and said is everything all right mm-hmm. everything okay and 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 so he is pleased with and there's a, a lot more but i'll tell you something much more visibility happening they're not just you know but I, i'll tell you something yesterday ruben and myself had to do a site visit and so we went and of course as we entered the road there was a police jeep one time so we stopped and you know as we're asking if everything is all right what they were doing they saw a guy on the road and they pulled out their laptop and ran through they took his insurance ran through that vehicle uh license plates and engine number had matched up and you're right i'm seeing that a lot more they're just stopping people mm-hmm. some may say they're profiling but they're pulling them over and asking questions about where you are where you're going and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i have no problem with that if they pull me over and say let me see your driver's permit let me see insurance you need to get a new two doubles and a rotis steve uh, no two doubles and a, and a, and a red solo well, that's all again two we did, a, we did have a adoption roti yesterday for lunch when we you, came back you no, but, look like no criminal you can't run nowhere you can't yeah, hide but, nowhere yeah but okay so let's use that not all criminals look alike they have criminals you, wearing a shirt and tie. Not but my point, my point about it you, is you're that... You're right. The ones in the office could look like you. You're right. Yeah. Look at Richard. Look at Wendell. They look like bandits. Why we even talk about you? But um, no, but the point is, is that they, they, they came to make a patrol. They saw a car there with no houses around and engaged them. And they had the technology where they opened a the laptop and ran through all these, oh, everything. And then you know they, what's another thing that you notice on social media? Mm-hmm. I guess we live in such a politically, a PC correct world. The people are afraid to say they're happy with the outcome. <laughs> Maybe you should go aside. Maybe you should go Well, happy in the sense that we're not happy that the security guards were killed. Eh? But in, in, when you look, look at the chatter on social media, uh, it has gotten to the point of people so fed up that no one is upset that they ended up dying at the scene of the bandits. No, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and simply because they would have had the benefit of the video before. The video you of them indiscriminately shot at people. The guards. Yeah. You understand? A hundred shells, Paul. A hundred? Yeah, people would have had that the benefit of seeing that video and say, well, fine. I am sorry. And, I know and, not to say it. And I know I'm supposed to say all life is precious. And we're supposed to take them in and pass them through the criminal justice system but i cannot say i'm sorry with the outcome in that way and 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 and, and i the, would be the, lying the firing indiscriminately all over the place and a young boy is now shot close to his eye if that bullet was one inch well, to the right grazed, Steve. he wasn't he shot was, well he was grazed nobody have you seen it well he's grazed but one inch to the right he'd be dead not even an inch not even an inch correct yeah not even an inch because that i mean it's god saved that and child. then we'll be talking about something else this morning yeah we another know, child uh, another child the hands of yeah. yeah not on the ankle not in the, knee, in the head let's take some calls gentlemen we have some coming through we we'll run up to eight we'll continue to take some calls after eight good morning good morning good morning miss san fernando those guys that have those long guns like how they were in the pickup truck with the long gun. They're supposed to have a other small gun inside the bosom somewhere. If they had that, they could have probably pulled it out and shoot 
They couldn't run over the long gun to shoot the bandit, you understand what I mean? Somewhere. Although they have the long gun, they should have a small one somewhere on them. Miss Samson, they were ambushed, you know. I don't think they had a chance. Oh. Okay, thank you. They didn't have a you. chance to draw anything. They were ambushed and just I'm confused, fired yeah. I'm confused. It's not like if the guys on them came out with morning. a gun pointing and saying, oh, you're a little robbery. Good you're morning, caller. They didn't yeah, do that. They just had to shoot. Now, I hear you guys talking, and I agree that the police service has, has some improvement in terms of their policing. But, you know, what we still have to do is we still have to improve the front, the front desk service at police stations. I mean, I'll give you an example. This weekend, I had an exercise up in Santa Cruz with about, you know, 70 young people at a campsite. And I went to the, um, to the police station, Santa Cruz police station there, to inform them, like, you know, well, okay, well, you know, we are here, we're camping, just, you know, up the road, just informing you guys in case anything. But I'll tell you, a police woman that was there, she came out and she was like, you know, she didn't even want to talk. She was like, okay, um, did you inform the, the fire service? And uh, what I was, no, but no, we never do that before. We just normally come and say, you know, we're here, this is who we are, and this is what we're doing and stuff. And I said, oh, well, next time you need to write us a letter before and all these kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the different level service, of the police service can can be improved the customer service I had it and that still needs to work because that's where you develop the public trust and, and you're right out. about that because i i had a conversation not too long ago with the acting commissioner police jacobs about that same thing if you go to camp in santa cruz and you go to santa cruz police station and say listen um we have some we we are camping out here they should say, okay, fine, no problem exactly where you're going to be. No problem. We know exactly, you're there. We'll yeah, send some patrols exactly every so That's it's all. simple matter to take, to take the information. That's you know, all. You need to contact person. Who's your contact person there? Just in case, you know, we need to contact you, etc. And that's all you need to do. But it was like, you know, to the degree. Yeah. And any, right. if anything happens, this is our direct number. Call us immediately. Yeah. You know? And they, you know, they, they pinpoint exactly where you guys are going to be. So if anything happens... Is not well. Is that after the 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 the, the wasa, wasa pump or before or if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's around, um, the yeah, and yeah. That's a that's a conversation the commissioner may had had a Saturday morning, uh, and we spoke in length about that. Anyway, uh, yeah. thanks, Katie. Right. All the best to you. Sure. We'll continue your calls after eight o'clock. Evie uh, is in. Uh, the ten days of morning is over, Evie. I just want to let you know that. No need to wear complete black. Just saying. Let's get into our news brief. It's exactly 8 o'clock on this, the 21st day of September. News brief. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.